0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Okay.
2: Emerge at the other end Of the meditation portals And elevated walk tools Even some of walk tools Any questions, comments or concerns Press one For everyone else Thanks for attending another session I'm pleased to teach but it's an honor to learn Certainly Courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please
1: don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You
0: are the
3: Peace, 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 peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to another Radio. You are now rocking with the best. This is your host for the evening, the brother Red Pill. Soon to be joined by. Our my co-host the Brother Blue Pill. Peace, are you in the building?
0: Peace, we're in the building.
3: All right, all right. What's going on with you? I know that uh, you're in um, transit right now. You're on your way somewhere, yes, so you know, I know you can't really kick it, kick it like that, but um, um, what's I'm, good with I'm you? I'm in transit. and going? I'm in transition, and, you know, I apologies to the family, but this is how it's been for the last two or three weeks. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, uh, we've been moving around the country a lot. Um, uh, on no, these particular fortunately, days. Fortunately. And, yeah. Hold right. on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, fortunately. It's, it's, fortunately. That's a good thing. Fortunately, we've been tending, you know what I'm saying? To, uh, you know, business of the community as well as personal business moving through this country. And, um, You know, the situations aren't always ideal to broadcast live and direct from the road. You know, we've been successful four-plus, five-plus years pulling these miracles off. Sometimes your miracle will kind of, like, run dry, and, um, you know, it is what it is. So, our apologies for these shows that have these um, scheduling glitches or what have you. But, as promised, we are here. We're broadcasting We are live and direct. You know what I'm saying? The show is up and running. We still have a treat in store for you. And we look forward to your participation, family. You heard? This shit ain't easy.
0: Yeah. You know?
3: Yes, sir. But it's worth
0: it, though, and it
3: is what it is. Philadelphia family, hey! <coughs> shout out to brother Taj, Tariq Bay, brother Ra. all yes, the indeed. family that came out on Saturday oh, Brother Ross to the Ben. Event.
0: Yes, indeed.
3: Oh, the legend! Yeah, shout out Ross Ben. Um, yeah, just shout out to, Black to everybody, and family.
0: Tyson. Shout out to Black and Brown,
3: brother Tyson. Hot, yeah. Everybody in Philadelphia. Uh in the midst of the snowpocalypse, you know, the family were able now to come out apocalypse. and show love. Yeah. hmm Seems to follow us wherever we go. Boston is at a hundred inches right now. You know. Counting Boston is a hundred. It was at zero when we got there.
0: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
3: Shout out to the Boston family for, you know, um, for their endurance. You know what I'm saying? And for not trying to bring us up on snowpocalypse
0: charges.
3: (laughs) 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 International Court of Weather. You know what I'm saying? They ain't take no charges out. So Mm -hmm. we're respectful for that. Yeah. You know, but we opening portals where we go. You know what I'm saying? yeah when this conversation starts commencing, you know things start moving around in the cosmos shout out to my brother Cosmo physics, you know, and um that's what's going on, that's what's taking place. you know what I'm saying, and I think that it represents change, you know weather conditions to me represent change, so that's what we're seeing mm-hmm. and um, everything James spoke about, yeah you know, and Boston has, has been uh matriculating into situations and what have you and, and capturing headlines and things of that nature. And weather also represents the clarity of things. You're starting to see things more clearly, you know. And um that's what weather that's what the the rain does and precipitation and all of those things do. It make things a lot clearer. You know what I'm saying? After the dawning of those uh, uh particular conditions. And the rain waters, the flowers, brings life. Yeah. Yeah. After Red Pills' five hour lecture in um, Philadelphia, you know what I'm saying? I guess he left a bubble in place for the Pope when he gets there. So we'll see how that works out. And you know what? What's even more interesting is the fact that I I didn't even get to finish. I had the privilege (laughs) of having my brother Taj Sharik Bey, uh, you know, do his do a portion of the lecture, you know, I'm not even gonna say that he opened up. You know, he held it down. And um right, you know, he uh set the stage for me to follow, you know, and do my presentation to the uh Philadelphia audience, who I'm very fond of, you know what I'm saying, especially when it comes to this information, especially my brothers and sisters that are adherents to um the um religion of Islam and a way of life. You know, to go there and to share history about Islam to um, a demographics who probably never heard this information is very exciting. It's empowering, actually, to, uh, to give them that strength, you know. and Especially, um, yeah, during, you know, on, on the anniversary of our brother, you know, Malcolm X Transition, 50-year anniversary, I think that, you know, that was a, a very telling demonstration, you know what I mean, Um, especially since a lot of our family here in the States have an abbreviated version of Islam by way of, you know, their introduction to it via the Nation of Islam or even, you know what I'm saying, certain segments of our Islam as they've been disseminated, you know, as information and the platform has been Mm -hmm. introduced to them here in this country I don't really think they get the entire gist of the history and their involvement in it. You know what I'm saying? I know that I didn't when I took my shahada, you know what I'm saying, and they brought me in.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: it, it was introducing me on some pale Arab shit, so I really wasn't, even on the back of my mind, I was like, I'm not feeling, you know, our exclusion. I know that we got a story somewhere in here, and they're talking, Makti Makdi talking. If Makdi don't look like me, I'm really not feeling it. So,
2: God.
3: You know, I always knew that there was something there. And then the Imam had came from the east and he said that he was like, Look, the mock is gonna come from, you know what I'm saying, amongst your ranks but then you introducing me to this information dealing with ISIS and what they're talking about the caliphate and everything. I'm like, I, I, I don't really see how that's gonna play out. But anyway
4: Ooh-ooh.
3: it's a an ongoing no, no, no. it's an ongoing unraveling narrative. No, nonetheless I'm saying You know, it's very interesting. And I think that it's a poignant conversation mm -hmm. because it's relevant. There's a lot of relevancy, you know, whereas we we can tie in that past history to this current one. And there's a lot of conversations that are taking place around us that are dealing with, you know, all information and past information, you know what I'm saying, but how many bridges are being built from the past to the present to show the relevancy, you know, our guest tonight. Uh, um, contingency that's on the forefront that's doing that, that's showing a level of relevancy, that's keeping, you know what I'm saying, scripture alive in regards to making it relevant in a present-day context. So, you know, we applaud them for that. Um, please continue, you mm-hmm. was about to say. Oh, now I was just going to add on to the statement that you were making about um the Makdi coming from, you know, the uh West and the fact that ISIS is uh, you know, identify themselves as a caliphate. That has nothing to do with the Mahdi. You know, they don't have a a geographic location about where they're um prophecies or their messages say that he will reincarnate. If if the Imam did say that, then you know the uh the appearance of a, of a of a caliphate only speeds up. You you feel me? That is the um that's that's actually speeding up the arrival of the Mahdi. So it's just it's interesting, you know, I'm keeping the news um, I haven't really listened to other block talk, blog talk radio shows out there where brothers may have been building on top on on um, all of the global events that are taking place and the direction it is going in. But I'm just, you know, I could take a, a you know, um, an honest assessment from what I'm seeing. I see the uh, build up to a uh, new world war. You know, it doesn't really. I think CB One could see that one. So, um, you know, it's interesting as we watch it unfold. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on in the geopolitical sense. You know what I'm saying? Even, you know, like I said, things that have a lot of religious context, you know what I'm saying? There are a lot of events that are jumping out of these pages, you know, right into, uh, our reality, you know, and I'm always interested to hear people's perspectives as well as tonight's guests, so um, yeah, you. let's let's make some of these announcements uh, that we have to make. Um, tonight's guests, first and foremost, will be doing a lecture in Nicholas in Brooklyn, right, five seventy Fulton Avenue on Sunday, March first. This is a lecture, I believe, that begins at seven p.m. Um, they'll be in the buildings. During this lecture, uh, and the lecture will be titled the same as tonight's show, "Ether on the Horizon. Okay. And there's uh, a subtitle to that. and We'll get into that during the duration of the show, but pretty much is going to be dealing with the topics that will be introduced on tonight's program as well. Um, uh, brother KT, the arc degree has followed up at the Tamaray temple as well on Sunday are bringing in in sister Frances Cress Wilson, the legend. Okay. And she will be on this program for the very first time on Friday. This is like a a stupid honor of ours. Like it's retarded. Yes, indeed. You know what I'm saying? So, huh? So I look forward to that. Yeah, and there is, I think that's definitely going to be an earlier presentation, around 2 or 3. I'm going to check for you, uh, you know, before the show is over tonight. I just got to get into my phone and look at this flyer. But, yes, indeed, that's going down earlier on Sunday. Later on Sunday, you know, these two brothers, Brother Hasha and Brother Daniela, will be at Nicholas Brooklyn, 570 Fulton Street. All right, Brooklyn, New York at the 7 p.m. hour dealing with their presentation. Um, shout out to the Vegas family. I was told that everything went, you know what I'm saying, as planned out there in the desert with A. a. Rashid and his presentation this past weekend. I'm sure that the DVD will be available for that, and I already know that that's going to be a banger because it's been a minute since we heard from our brother. So, you know, the teaching commences, you know what I'm saying? These platforms are on fire. Um, the people are definitely responding to the information that's being disseminated out there. Shout out to our brother Rich as always, Underground Railroad. All right. Salute. So yeah. If you ready get into it though. Let's do it. All right. All right. You want to read the description? Yes, sir. All right, family. Join us on KTL Radio tonight as we welcome back Brother Hasha and Brother Daniela to the platform to do a brief presentation in preparation for the upcoming lecture in Brooklyn at Nicholas Bookstore this coming Sunday, March 1st. The nature of that lecture, as well as tonight's brief dissertation, will be to address the claims of King James' ethnicity and sexual orientation. Brother Daniela will be bringing forth some compelling info to counter claims to the contrary in regards to what we think we know about the historical figure heavily steeped in controversy. Brother Harsha will be joining him in introducing information outlining the presence of Hebrew-Israelites on the transatlantic slave routes. He will be kicking down the doors of the Vatican and unearthing these troops for all to bear witness once and for all. Tune in tonight to this explosive presentation as both of our guests set the record straight. Class is in session, and without any further ado, I want to open up the line for Paula from the 347595, our brother Joel. Peace, and welcome to Nodalese Radio. Peace, peace, peace.
1: As page. always, all the great red page. tail, blue pill, Y'all messing their head up, man. Y'all coming strong, doing what y'all got to do. I just want to say real quick, as uh, if I may give a shout-out, this um, Friday, this Friday oh, yes, we have the yes. baby shower for me and Monique. All right? Shout-out to $10 in advance. Indeed. Yeah, $10 in advance, $20 oh. at the door. We're going to have the wine. We're going to have the white henny. All that. You're getting all that for just $10 in advance, $20 at the door. All right? That's the 27th. That's this Friday. Don't miss it. It's not your average baby shower. It's a baby shower party. Come out. Have a great time. The food that we are serving is not no garbage food. It's that good West Indian, and a lot of the food going to be vegan, too, for them vegan eaters, because we all know I eat meat. <laughs> I tear the hell up out of some duck, you know, some <laughs> chicken. I don't mess with that swine or beef though. But, you know, for That's those right. who eat food they're gonna have that. We should have some roti, you know, that good finger licking food of the West Indies. Um, we're gonna have a lot of stuff. And like I said, if anybody had the food he had Nicholas before, you know we make that good vegan stuff. So come out, show your support and also we're gonna have Dave Les- um Dave Lester the comedian. We're gonna have Joshua Sarah hosting and My a dude. bunch of other performers, all right? Um again, y'all already know Ethel on the horizon. So let's let's do this thing. That's that's this Sunday coming up, Ethel on the horizon, five seventy quilting street. All right, all right, I'm done plugging. Go ahead y'all, do y'all thing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. Hi, right, Joe. Let me let me just let me just let me just put a little sprinkle on it when we're talking about contributions, when we're talking about dedication you know what I'm saying, to the community, you know, because these things, for some reason, you know, the people don't understand the the, the level of input, you know what I'm saying, that people are making towards the community. You feel me? So when yeah. we're talking about Nicholas Brooklyn and when we're talking about Sister Monique as well as Joel, you know, it goes without saying that the family needs to come out and, and trolls, you know what I'm saying, just to be part of that history but, you know, just to show your your love and respect for the people that without failure keep their doors open for numerable events to take place, you know what I'm saying, who I've personally seen have stuck it out for two, three hours past the scheduled times of programs you know what I'm saying? hmm Yeah. So the family should show out, should show up, and show out with their love and their support. You know, because at the end of the day, we are celebrating a new life, more so than anything. You know what I'm saying? And if this thing is not about celebrating the beauty of life, then I don't know what we celebrate. All right. So I just have to say my piece. That's right. That's
1: peace. Thank you.
3: No doubt. Indeed, indeed. Right. Definitely, family. So make sure y'all are in the building. Sir. I'm gonna leave your line open, Joel, if you want me to. If not, uh, we could open up your line when we go to the callers. So how what do you how do you feel about that? Brother Joel? <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question.
3: The phone gave out. What was that? Oh, I was saying that I, if you want me to, I'll keep your line open.
1: Yeah, and that's not And if not, not a problem. I'll
3: go out. No, okay, that's
1: not a no problem. problem. Because, you, know, you know, just to get more questions in there, you
3: know? Facts. All right, so let's go to our first, our first guest for the night. I will call it from the 516-605. Peace and welcome to Know the Radio.
5: Peace, brothers. What's going on? Uh, thanks for having me on the show, Red Pill, Blue Pill.
3: Indeed, brother. Greetings.
5: Introduce yourself to the family.
3: Peace, my brother.
5: Hi, right, peace, brother. What's going on? <clears throat> I want to say peace to the family. I want to say shalom to all the Hebrew Israelites that's listening. Um, this is your brother, you know, Priest Daniela from the Lines of Israel, and I just came Damn. on right now uh, to support my brothers from No Alleged Radio. Man, these brothers have a—you brothers have a powerful show. And I love the uh, the way that you brothers reach out to all the communities and try to find that common goal, that common thread amongst all the communities. Because at the end of the day, we all really fighting for the same thing, man. That's the resurrection and the rise of our people, man. And I see you brothers Absolutely. doing that, and you brothers are not biased in your presentation, that You have everybody on and try to present as much information as you can to the people and allow the people to decide without, you know what I'm saying, putting your personal opinions or feelings when people come on your show. So I want y'all brothers to know I respect y'all, man, I see y'all, and I support y'all, man.
3: No doubt, brother. Salute. I appreciate, you know, the uh, fact that you see what we do doing, and um,
0: yeah, we definitely for see what you brothers
3: brother are
5: doing as well. Right, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, man, so... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I apologize. I don't know if the brother Hashar is um, on yet. He just texted me, so he should be on momentarily. Do y'all see him? Okay. I'm looking for. Is that a 914 number that I'll be looking for? Yeah, you'll be looking for that. He just texted me to ask me if I'm on. So okay, um, he's not here, here assuming, yet. Okay, I'm assuming he's um he's gonna come on momentarily. But anyway, right. He's in route momentarily. Oh. I know he's on his way home. So. In the meantime, I mean I'm okay, just gonna re uh reiter- I'm, yeah, okay. I'm okay. just gonna reiterate what the uh what the brother uh Joel uh said and that is this upcoming Sunday, uh myself and Hashar are gonna be at Nicholas bookstore starting at seven PM and basically we're gonna go into a lot of historical information. The brother Hashar is gonna be going into a presentation showing that uh Hebrew Israelites were indeed on the transatlantic slave trade and many of the uh people that came over to the Americas that, you know, because of course we know that you had black people already here. So that's, that's, that goes without saying, but many of the people that were brought here from Africa to America, a lot of them knew that they were Hebrew Israelites. They already had that knowledge. So the brothers are going to present that. I'm going to go into the historical figure called King James just to address some, um, some, you know, I think misinformation that's been put out there. And I do want to preface one thing real quick before I pass it back to you brothers. Um, You know, it was said earlier today by our brother Polite, you know, that um, after the the, the debate, that instead of me rebutting or speaking about Kemet, since Kemet was on trial, that I chose to do a presentation about King James. Well, I just want to make it clear to the family that that wasn't of my choosing. So Aneta asked me on multiple occasions, would I please come and rebut Shaka Amos? And even the night that we went to his house, I was telling son that listen, this is too close to after the, after the debate. I really don't think this is the time for me to present this information. And the brother, again, was like, "Now nah, you've got to do it. you got to do it. So I made that presentation on King James only because I was asked, because the brother knew I had the information. So I want the family to understand I'm not running from the comedic information, not at all, or anything else that I teach, as far as the Bible or anything else. Mm-hmm. But this is something that people were looking for, so I – I gave them what they asked for, you know, because that's what at the end of the day, as teachers, that's what we do. If somebody wants to know something, we're supposed to answer them. Facts. Indeed, indeed.
3: Okay. So, do you want to touch on some of the um, information that you'll be presenting on Sunday? Do you want to just like slightly touch on it?
5: Sure, no problem. I definitely. Um, so, our brother and I want. I want to start off by saying my brother because. Shaka Amos is my brother. I'm not one of those Hebrew Israelites that, that, um, that gets on, you know, any radio show or YouTube <clears throat> or social media and disrespect the man and call him a homosexual and call him out of his name. Because every time that I see that brother, no matter where I've seen him, that brother always speaks highly of me. He always compliments me. He always speaks respectful of me and my family. And he's even gone as far as inviting me to his house. So I have a lot of respect for that brother. So I want to make that clear to the family Before I say what I say And if I came Please, across as somebody, brother. Mm-hmm. And if I came across As not having respect for the brother In the presentation I made That was not the point point. And I did mention during my presentation On two occasions that I have respect for that brother But me having respect for Shaka And me, and me uh, respecting the presentation That he made Is two different things And I feel like and I said it to Shaka way before he made his presentation, and his presentation was very biased. I felt like he did not do enough research on the subject to be making a presentation on King James, specifically as far as King James' sexual orientation was. I didn't feel like he did enough, read enough information. When you are not familiar with primary sources that speak about the king not being a homosexual, when well, you're not familiar with writings of authors that speak about the people that actually made the accusations, when well, you're not familiar with these things, and when I'm asking you, you don't know what I'm talking about, and then you proceed to go and make a presentation absent those facts or absent researching those facts, then to me, your presentation was very biased. Now, I always tell people that before I became an Israelite, I was a Muslim. And a lot of things that Shaka made in this presentation, I once believed. But I had the presence of mind when somebody told me opposite to at least research what it is that they were telling telling me to see if maybe there was an alternative answer to some of the things that have been presented. So my presentation was basically to show that the king wrote uh, some instructions to his sons that would rule after him called the Basilicon Doron. The Basilicon Doron was instructions from the king on how his sons should govern their kingdom once King James himself dies and on three separate occasions in that particular instructions book that he left for his sons, he goes against or speaks against homosexuality. That's a primary source. Now, you can decide whether you want to accept that or not accept that as a scholar, but the least you can do to the people so, you, so that you're not disingenuous is present the information along with the stuff that you're presenting that says he is a homosexual. At least present the alternative argument and allow the people to make a conscious decision in addition there were many there were many contemporaries that also lived during that time some of the people that i presented was bishop godfrey goodman anthony a woods and others that lived during that same time that spoke about the people that had problems with the king and spoke about how their accusations were all slander and lies so even people at that time were saying that those that information was for lack of a better word it was trash it was lies it was slander so again I would say that if you're going to make a presentation on the king being homosexual and they're going to use sources, that's fine. But your presentation should be balanced. You should tell the people that there were also people at that time that were saying that it was not true and allow the people to make a conscious decision. And I felt like that in this presentation, our brother, Shaka Amos did not do that. And I told him that to his face before he made his presentation. And I'm saying it again. So this upcoming Sunday in Nicholas bookstore, I'm going to present the balance of the slides that I wasn't able to present, you know, for lack of time. I'm going to present the balance of those slides, as well as I'm going to touch on slightly, because I know Hasha has to make a presentation also. I'm going to slightly touch on the ethnicity of King James as well, because I know that's another hot-button issue. Um, A lot of people get uncomfortable when I say that King James was a black man. Now, I know what's been presented by the media. I know what's on Google Images. I know the, you know the impression that we all have. But then there's also information that we have to contend with if we're going to say that he was a lily white man. We have to contend with his relationship or his, his bloodline relationship, I should say, with the, with the Douglas family of Scotland, which we know were black people. If you read um, uh, Ancient and Modern Britain by David McRitchie, then you know damn well that mm-hmm. the Douglas family was black. Now, when you read the history of the Stuarts, which King James comes from the Stuarts, they were intermarrying with the Douglases left and right. So at the very least, without knowing any other information, you would know that he had black family members along his family line coming down there. So he definitely had black blood in him. There's no question about it. You see what I'm saying? And that's just on that's just on one level. You see what I'm saying? And there's so much other information that's out there. There are images and pictures, primary images, primary sources of his father being a black man that I'm going to present. Also, I'll give you one more example, and I'll pass the floor back to you, brothers. His grandson, Charles II, okay? His grandson, Charles II, was described as being a black man. So how, how is it that we have King James being white, his wife being white, his son, Charles I, being white, then Charles I's son, James II, being white? And then we get Charles II being black. How, do, how does that work? How did he turn out black if everybody else before him was white? You see what I'm saying? So this is all information that we have to contend with if we're going to say that he was a really white man. And I'm convinced that a lot of our brothers don't know this history. You see what I'm saying? So when I make certain claims, they laugh. They say I'm stupid. I'm just trying to you know, make everybody black. But no, there's legitimate questions that you have to ask about his black ancestry. That's all I'm saying. We all know that the that King James is a direct descendant of a guy by the name of Kenneth Dubb. Kenneth Dubb is also known as Kenneth Niger. And people that had that that surname, Niger, they were black. This is a fact. So I can show all these things, and I will show all these things. I'm not sure how much I'll be able to present at Nicholas, but Nicholas is just the beginning of me making presentations in the future, and I'm going to address everything. So I'm going to pass it back to you, brothers, because I don't want to be long-winded.
1: Um, blue and red, I can ask a question if I may.
5: Now,
3: hello? hello, hello, yes, can you? Yeah, hear me? I can
1: ask a question if I may.
3: Yes, indeed. Yes, sir.
1: Um, and real quick, um, Daniela, I had gotten a um a lady today. It's funny, she picked up the book, the Apocrypha, because she read some other guy's book from Canada. So I explained to her you'll be doing the lecture. And one of her things is, why did the Catholic Church hate this guy so much, and did he say anything about being Hebrew? That's King James.
6: Right. Okay,
5: that's a that's an excellent question, right? And um, the, the short answer is, no, he did not directly
6: correlate or
5: refer to himself as being a Hebrew. You can't really find that in any writing, so we're not going to do pretend scholarship with No. But then the second thing that you would say is that he was a direct descendant of people that did identify themselves as Hebrews, though. Because when you go back to the kings of Scotland, they said that they were direct descendants of King David. And these are people that King James was absolutely 100% related to. They absolutely said that they had records that amongst them that traced their family line all the way back to King David. And I can show that. There's a book that that you can get, a very scholarly book that you can get, which I will make a presentation on in the future, where his foreparents said that they come directly from the line of King David, which is ironic because a man whose family line direct, uh, descends directly from King David is the man that the most High uses to have the Bible translated into the most popular version of the Bible, I should say, not the only one, but the most popular version of the Bible translated into the English, and it's the most popular version today. So there's a very spiritual aspect for those that deal with spiritualism. There's a very spiritual aspect to that. We have to understand. Also, when you understand about King James, let me just an, spell another rumor real quick, right? You have people that say that King James translated the Bible. That's absolutely incorrect, right? But if you understand anything about English history, right, or French history, for that, for lack of a better word, because he was raised amongst the French, when you went to school— like how in America we have the three R's. We have reading, writing, and arithmetic. Those are the basic core subjects that you study in school, amongst other things, right? Well, in his time coming up, one of the parts of the curriculum that they used to do, they used to read Latin, they used to read Hebrew, and all that stuff. And in school, all the young men, part of their curriculum was they would have to translate certain passages from the Hebrew the Greek and the Latin into the language they spoke of that day, right? So when King James decided to have the Bible translated into the English. He kept the book of Psalms back, which, by the way, remember what I said. I said that some of his foreparents said they were direct descendants of King David, which most of the Psalms are attributed to King David, right? So when the Bible was being translated into English, and I can prove this, when the Bible was being translated into English, you had all the groups that were set up. You had a group that was set up to translate the Old Testament, the group that was set up to translate the Apocrypha, and the group that was set up to translate the New Testament, But the book of Psalms, he kept that back because he felt like in his youth, he used to try to translate certain scriptures into the English. So he said he was going to try it, but he failed. He never was able to do it. So there was another guy that came along later by the name of Sir William Alexander that actually actually completed the task for him. But the point I'm trying to make is that it was a certain spiritual aspect to this man why he wanted of all the books of the Bible, he wanted to translate the Psalms. Why is that? Because, again, when you check his history out, his fourth family, four family goes back to King David According to what they said and I can prove that But anyway, that's pretty much it on that, brother Unless I didn't answer your question Hello?
1: Yeah, you answered now,
3: the question
5: Okay historical... I've so been thinking I got cut off <laughs> so. Indeed, hello? Yeah
3: We're talking about a historical figure That has garnered so much um, how would I say it Uh, uh, there's so much to be said about this historical figure and either it's totally negative or as you're saying you know there's some hidden truths to this particular individual that speak to or suggest that there's a, a, a history that has been hidden you know why do you feel that this is such a compelling figure in history that has such a divergent, um, you know, uh, account of who he is and what he did, you know what I'm saying? And what his contributions were. Right.
5: Okay. Well, um, that's a, that's a very, very excellent question. And I appreciate that question, brother. I'll start off by saying why I think he's an important figure. Um, See, I have a fair pigeonhole into the King James guy where that's all I teach, and I tell brothers this all the time. Um, There's no version of the Bible in English, not even the King James Bible, that can equate to the Hebrew. The Hebrew is the foundation for all the scriptures, period. And all translations that come after the Hebrew lose some of the strength or some of the value, just like if you translate anything from one language to another, you kind of lose some of the sense or some of the value of what's being said in the original language even on certain levels, the metal net as well. It's true of all languages, right? So I'm not trying to compare the King James Version to the Hebrew, because sometimes you have even certain Hebrews that get a little uncomfortable with that. But the reason why I defend the King James Version Bible is because it is the translation, the number one translation that the majority of our people are dealing with. And the majority of Hebrew Israelites that come into this truth, are dealing with the King James Version Bible. It's the, it's the only Bible that they know when they first come into the truth. So that translation, through that translation, a lot of our people are waking up. So you have certain forces that are in place that are trying to discredit the man that sanctioned the Bible to be translated into English, particularly the most popular translation of all. And if you demonize that individual, then by extension, now you demonize anything that he was involved with. So when we understand the history of the King James Version Bible, when you read the introduction, he speaks about how the Pope was always against him, always interfering in anything he tried to do. Now, when you study history, there were eight attempts on King James's life, eight attempts. And the Roman Catholic Church was behind each and every attempt. Why is that? Because they did not want the Bible translated into English for the common people. And I want to say one last thing, and then you can let me know if I answered your question or not. It's ironic, and I told this to shock our most as well. I find it highly ironic that the counterpart to the King James Version Bible, which is the Reina Valera, which is the Spanish version of the King James Version Bible, I find it highly ironic and highly suspect that the Roman Catholic Church also leveled accusations of homosexuality and immorality on the man that translated that. And the guy's name is Casiodoro de Reina. That's where you get the name Reina Valera. The very self-same charges that were leveled against King James were also leveled against this man. And the very same conspirators were behind it, which is the Roman Catholic Church. This is research that any of us can do. We can Google this. We can go on Encyclopedia Britannica. We can go on Wikipedia, and we can read about this guy, and you're going to see. So there's a pattern in place by the Roman Catholic Church when you had certain forces that were translating the Bibles into English for the common people, because that is, when you read the book of Psalms, the second chapter, all right, the Bible says that the nations, the other nations want us to take our cords and cast them behind us. Your cords represent something that connects you to something else. The cord from a television, when you plug it into that power source, that's where you get this power source from. You got to plug it into a power source. So our cords, What connects us to our power source Which is the most high And what connects us to the most high The Bible That's how we found our way back to our nationality Knowing that we're Israelites Through the Bible Specifically the King James Version Bible So when you demonize the man By extension in the eyes of many You also demonize anything that he was affiliated Or associated with That is why you have these lies out there about the man And I want to say one last thing When you do your research, you're gonna find that all roads of immorality lead back to four main sources. Number one, the Roman Catholic Church. Number two, Anthony Weldon. Number three, excuse me, number uh, number two Anthony Weldon. Number three, Francis Osborne, and number four, Edward Payton. Between Roman Catholic Church, Francis Osborne, Edward Payton, and Anthony Weldon. All these authors that are writing about immorality all go back to them same four sources, but they never go back to Bishop Godfrey Goodman, who said otherwise. They never go back to Anthony Woods, who said otherwise, so forth and so on. So this is is, is the problem with history. That's why I said it was important for Shaka, and this is what I said to him in his face before he made the presentation, it was important for him as a scholar to present the other side of the coin and allow the people to decide. That's the reason why I'm doing it. I'm not telling everybody to believe me because I say. I'm saying, look at this presentation, absolutely. Then look at my presentation, look at my sources, and then juxtapose them one against another and come up with your own conclusion. That's all I'm asking.
3: Indeed. Indeed. And I I guess, you know, since we're on the topic, I might as well ask you one of the most hot-button topics, you know, dealing with King James, and that is the Demon Bible, of which, you know, has been attributed to his hand as well. You know, what has been your experience in regards to research of that particular text?
5: Well, that's again, that's an excellent question, and I notice that that comes up a lot. Matter of fact, that's one of the most popular memories I see on Facebook. time somebody has something to say about the King James Bible, they always pull up that book, Demonology. But I wonder how many of our brothers and sisters that post that mem would actually take the time to actually read that? Um, It's not expensive either. You can go to Amazon books right now and you can get that book for under 20 bucks. I have it. And when you just read the preface, the introduction, you're going to see that that book is not an endorsement of of demonology at all, but actually a condemnation. But the book is definitely dealing with demonology. In other words, there was an epidemic of witches and different things like that going on in England and in Scotland, and the book is him looking at the practice and speaking about how that practice was evil. I'm giving it to you in a nutshell. That's what the book is about. I own the book. That's why earlier tonight when um, my brother Polite was on Sarnetta's, um channel, he happened to mention me, and he was saying how at the debate when he showed the book, I screamed out, okay, what page? Like, you know, whatever. And basically, he was like, I was getting emotional, but he, he didn't bother to tell the people that I was right. That if you actually read the book, it's a condemnation of demonology. But the problem with a lot of us, including myself when I was younger, was that sometimes I went along with popular conjecture and I didn't actually do my research. And it wasn't until I actually did my own research that I began to realize that we have to be really careful. And this even goes for me as somebody that's teaching. We have to be really careful what we digest from people that are teaching us. We have to take the information, and we have to go behind them, and we have to do the research. That's the most important thing. I'm not asking people to believe me because I say. What I'm saying to you is get the book. It costs less than $20, and read the preface, and then ask me again, was he endorsing demonology or not?
3: I remember, you know, in my younger years, it was brought to my attention, and you know, I remember reading or skimming through the book and seeing some things, you know, that kind of stood out and jumped out at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not one to judge. I was just reading it, you know what I'm saying, because it was presented to me as such, and this was information that was new to me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I won't read it again, you know what I'm saying? You, I,
5: do you remember that the book is like a... Comp- it's like written from like uh, it's not written from his perspective. It's written like as a conversation between two people. Yeah, about it was him. it was it
3: was it was very different, you know. what I'm saying than let's say you know what I read when I read the Bible or what have you. It was a different conversational tone, mm-hmm. and um, I was just like, yo, I'm gonna put this down and come
5: back to this. Mm. Well, I'll say this to you, right? How we know how to how we know sometimes the best way to know the intentions of an author is to read the preface of the book because they pretty much tell you the purpose for writing the book and what their thought process what the thought process was behind writing the book. And I think if we, if you, if you're able to get your hands on it again and you go and you read the preface, which he wrote and he gave you the reason why he wrote the book, I think maybe as you read the book, then you might look at it from a different perspective. But I also want to say this too, right? For the sake of argument, let's just say that he was endorsing witchcraft or demonology. Right? At the end of the day, he didn't translate the Bible. Because I, I noticed that our brother said that I want people to follow King James, but I don't ever remember saying that. Because it's not about following King James, it's about following the most high. So I never I never asked anybody to follow King James at all. I asked people to follow the scriptures. And he did not translate the scriptures. He made it one feeble attempt to try and translate the Psalms and he failed so you don't have to follow King James at all I don't have a problem with that I'm not speaking about you brother specifically I'm speaking just in general. Right. you don't have to follow King James at all I ask people to follow the scriptures but again like I said by extension when you demonize the man in most people's eyes then it also by virtue and extension demonizes the book and that's that's what we have going on today that's why I felt it necessary that what I saw historical errors being made to address it. And that's the only reason why I, I addressed this rather than what actually happened at the debate, because that's now becoming a hot button issue. Like it's being said that I ducked dealing with Kemet to do this because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to deal with No, that's not true. If Sinether did me, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have did it. And I only did it out of respect for Sinether because I was in his house. And because he kept saying to me, oh, you didn't speak at the debate. You never did anything for me here yet. You never did no presentations. <clears throat> Hashar is already dealing with Egypt. We, y'all both don't need to deal with it. So you go ahead and you deal with King James. I was like, all right. You see what I'm saying? Plus, he's seeing me and Shaka interacting at, at the debate because Shaka made, uh, showed a book um, at the in his presentation. I actually have the book that he showed, so I brought it to the debate and I went up to Shaka. I'm like, look, I got the book that you showed in your presentation. I'm gonna use the book to show you that you didn't know what you're talking about. And we were laughing. So, so I never seen all of that. So when I came to his house, he's like, you gotta deal with this right now. So I'm like, all right. You know what I mean? But that wasn't really my intention to really get all caught up in this. But everything is spiritual as far as I'm concerned. So if I'm dealing with this, then I believe it's the creator's will that I, that, that, that I deal with this. So that's why I'm doing it.
3: Right. Yes, because my, you know, my next question to you was going to be, you know, if the entire overstanding is about the purity of the word, and it being in its original tongue, you know, why isn't the emphasis teaching Hebrew in the community? Why isn't the emphasis teaching the, you know, the Bible in its purest form, in its purest tone, you know, and pretty much delving into different aspects of that, you know what I'm saying? Why isn't it the emphasis on Kabbalah? Why isn't the emphasis on these different aspects, of the Bible in its purest form Even though we know that we're saying King James is the most popular And this is how people are introduced To it in this modern context But if we want to unlock The underlying principles and overstanding And really get to the root of where the power is at Right Then why not
5: the emphasis Be on the Hebrew That's a great question Brother and I'm going, I'm going to take your Advice on it First I'm going to say this to you right
6: we have, a yes. strong
5: em- we have a strong emphasis on it, but I don't think that the general public sees it. I think that's where our mistake may be, what you're, what you're saying, because we do have a strong emphasis on it. Anybody that's a Hebrew Israelite, a practice in Hebrew Israelite, that attends, you know, a, a schools or in camps and everything, they're absolutely encouraged and sometimes pressed to learn the Hebrew, because we, we say, just like I said to you before, it's not the same in English as it is in Hebrew. We all know that. But what I think basically what you're saying, and I can definitely see your point, is that the community doesn't see that we push that as much. They just see that we push the English. And I try to explain to people that the reason why you see that is because when we're in the streets teaching, obviously, I don't speak no Hebrew. So we speak to them in the language they speak in, which is also pursuant to the scriptures. The scriptures say the most I said with stammering lips and another tongue, Will I speak unto these people will I speak unto my people. So we don't speak as a as a nation, we don't speak any of our original languages fluently. Some of us are right. more fluid than others. But for the most part, we don't. So when we approach our people, we approach them in language that they speak. But I see what you're saying. Maybe that we need to do more lessons, more publicly. Like if we do a presentation on Sarnetta or even on your show or somewhere else.
0: Yeah,
3: I, I, think
5: that, yeah go ahead.
3: I think that people are very much interested in Hebrew, you know, and learning the original tongue and, and, you know what I'm saying, pretty much unlocking the mysteries of why this language was so powerful you know in its heyday and how did it have uh, different cosmological correspondences because it's a fire language it's a language written in the stars so you know maybe that's just a word of suggestion to to to, to the family that you know if your brothers break out an eagle class you know what I'm saying I think that That would be a way of a lot of people coming out of the shadows and saying, you know, I wouldn't mind learning that, you know what I'm saying? Because if I'm going to really get into scripture, you know, and I have an opportunity to be directed and shown how to do it in its most natural state, I think that people are always looking to get to the truth, you know what I'm saying? And the purest form of the truth is always the safest form. You know, not to take anything away from King James or anything, but why not delve directly into it? You know if in fact what you said is correct, you know what I'm saying that with every translation and transliteration, you're gonna lose something authentic.
5: I think it's a great suggestion brother i i i have nothing to add to that. it's a great suggestion and and, and i I'm, I'm
3: gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you why in, mm-hmm. in particular, I was watching the brother um Zion Lex mm-hmm. when he was sitting on a uh, side of his couch, you know what I'm saying doing his presentation. And when he got into the Hebrew, that was very engaging. You know what I'm saying? I was very engaging. I was like, look, I could do a few hours of this, you know what I'm saying? I could sit down with my pad and and, and really do the knowledge on where he's taking this particular information in this lesson where he was breaking down a barish and everything, he was going there and
5: I was like, Okay, this is what we need from the brothers, you know? Yes, yes, I I one hundred percent concur. I saw that presentation and just his breakdown of Genesis one alone, he just gave one verse, which was powerful on so many levels, so many layers to that one verse alone. So, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I think being in the forum that he made that presentation, which is a form like Saneda where you have thousands and thousands of people seeing that, that we definitely need to make more presentations like that so that people can see that we absolutely endorse the Hebrew 100%. So, I'm in, I'm in 100% concurrence with you. on Right. Definitely. You
3: know, because in, in all of these conversations, you know what I'm saying, I, I never want that to get lost. So that's the respect for, you know, the, the, the ancient tongue, the respect for the language, the respect for the science that goes along with it. These are things that we can't remove. These are things that can't be contested. You know what I'm saying? These are the things that have stood the test of time. The historical figures and everything that go along with it, those things are always going to be you know, uh, uh, worthy of contest, you know what I'm saying? Someone's always going to find something to say. But when we're talking about the language, when we're talking about, you know, the purity of the tongue and how one thing ties into the other and the metanessa and things of that particular nature, I think that that conversation, the rehashing of that conversation into the general public at this particular time, has afforded all camps a rare opportunity to teach. You know, a, a totally new approach, you know what I'm saying,
6: to this ancient information.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, Brother Jonathan needs to have a, a Megynetta class, and, you know what I'm saying, for the, for the, the, the Israelites to deal with the Hebrew language, they need to step forward and start teaching that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that would be the best thing to come out of, you know, what mm-hmm. it is that, uh, you know what I'm saying, has transpired. You feel me? Just my personal take, you know what I'm saying, on observing it from the outside, you know, when I saw what Brother Jonathan did at the lecture, you know what I'm saying, because he's able to qualify certain things that have been in question for hundreds of years. And what you're even doing coming forth with for King James, this is, like you said, given the other side of the coin that we haven't been privy to. You know what I'm saying? These are these are controversies that have been had for hundreds of years. So, you know, it gives us opportunity to stand on the shoulders of our elders and set the record straight, you know what I'm saying, and to iron out some of these wrinkles. You know, but I, I think that the, the stronger opportunity at hand is, you know, the teaching element, you know what I'm saying, and how are we going to go about repackaging you know these ancient lessons and bringing them to a new populace that you now have the attention of. Right. Yeah,
5: I think that's I feel so, like I said, like I said, brother, it's an excellent point, and and that's the beauty of um, you know, there's a scripture in the book of Proverbs that says, "In a multitude of counselors, there's wisdom." When you have different people putting their minds together and coming up with ideas, there's there's wisdom in that. Sometimes you don't have all the ideas, so what you're saying. You know, on that platform and that stage to teach the Hebrew more so that people can get into that is a great idea, brother. It's great. I I can't say more than that. It's a great idea. And I agree with you 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely, my brother. Brother Red, is uh, Brother Hashar
6: in the building yet?
0: Brother Red, you out there? You with us?
3: Yeah, my bad. My phone was on mute. It's all good. Um, yeah. I don't see my brother at the moment. I see hands up, but I don't see the 914. I will go ahead and open up this line real quick and see if this is our brother from the 703. Please, to call from the 703-593. Welcome to Know the Ledge. Is this our brother? Peace. Right. Uh,
5: Hasha's going to call you from a 914 number.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we gonna we still waiting for our brother to call in, um he Yeah, has Brother Joel. You cool. wanna call him on other line?
1: Yeah, I'll call him. Um real quick right. just to get out, um a lot of people talk about the um power of the psalms. They got books like that out and some people will say that's witchcraft or voodoo getting into the psalms that aren't the psalms Supposed to help you perform exorcism and get certain parts in your life right. Mhm.
5: Right. That's right. That's right. Could
1: you explain on there like show the people proof? Because um, like one person asked me before, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna find out about that. They was like, um, do you have any um. The Hebrews that perform exorcisms. Because when you hear about exorcism, you always hear about the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church. Do you know of any Hebrews that have performed or is still performing exorcisms using the Bible or Torah and dealing with the Psalms to help people?
5: Um, I'm not personally, aware, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not personally aware of any Hebrews that are performing exorcisms, right, at all. But I do know that, you know. Uh, it's always good to anoint yourself, you know, with olive oil, and you say prayers, and you read the Psalms and meditate. If you feel like you have spirits or somebody has spirits on them, you, you anoint the person, you say your prayers in the Hebrew, you read the Psalms, so forth and so on. You see what I'm saying? Even when you go back and you read the story of David and King Saul, you know, there's certain, because um, what does the word Psalms mean? The word Psalms breaks down loosely translated to Psalms, right? So when you go back and you read about King Saul and King David, right? When Saul had, for lack of a better word, let's just say demons or spirits on him, right? How did David sue those spirits? King David, who was also with the psalms, would take the harp and he'd play the harp and he would sing and that would soothe Saul or soothe the spirits over him. Spirits would come off of him. You see what I'm saying? So it is through songs that you are able to alleviate spirits. along Like I said, along with prayer and along with uh. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of praying along with anointing yourself. So pretty much that's what the Psalms are. The Psalms are songs. And like I said, the example with Saul and David is a perfect example of how that works. I see um just so y'all know, Hashar is texting me. Uh I don't think he hit the number one, that's why y'all couldn't hear him. I just texted him and told him they hit one. So I don't know if y'all see him. If you see a nine one four number, that's him.
7: Tell the God
3: to press one and we'll bring him in.
5: All right. Yeah, I, I just text him. If you um since I'm the yeah, I'm not going to come off since I'm the guest, but brother Joel, if you want to call him, I don't know, you know, he said he's here in the show though, so I don't know.
1: All right. Uh I have to text him right now. i yeah, I'll call him. I'm calling him now. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, sir. <laughs>
5: Right. So in the meantime, once again, I don't know um if there's anybody that just, you know, tuned in to the uh the no the last show, a few brothers and sisters just tuned in or whatever. Um this upcoming Sunday, March first, most High will, most High spare life, myself and uh Brother Hashar, we're gonna be at the Nicholas Bookstore in Brooklyn. Um the Brother Hashar is going to be making a presentation uh showing the Hebrew Israelites Uh, that came to America from overseas were, excuse me, they were Hebrew Israelites on the transatlantic slave trade. So the brother's going to go deeply into that. I'll allow him to, you know, uh, make his own presentation as far as what you can expect to see from him on Sunday. As far as myself, um, I'm going to continue on with the presentation that I made by Sonata's house, which was the, going into the, um, sexual orientation of King James. I'm also going to touch briefly on, you know, black presence in England, even as late as the 1700s. I'm going to go into that briefly. I'll do a more expanded um, presentation of that in the future. But, again, for the family, I want everybody to know that that's not all I teach. And the only reason why you've seen me teaching a lot on this lately is because it was requested. But, you know, like the brother just pointed out to me, we need to we need to take this scholarship to different levels. Like we can't just be talking about stuff that really at the end of the day is not going to resurrect our people now. We just we just debate history. So I'm taking that advice and I'm moving forward with that. The next presentation that right. we're making is April 5th. You're going to see another. You're going to hear about this soon, but I'm letting you all in early. There's another presentation going down April 5th at the National Black Theater. Uh, it's going to be Nasi it's gonna be Brother Divine Prospect, it's gonna be Hashar, it's gonna be Elder Gabal from GOCC and myself. And we're gonna be making we're all gonna be making presentations that day at the National Black Theater. So it's gonna be a day long event. And um most I will, I'm not gonna be talking about King James that day. I'm gonna show the family that I have I have a little bit more talent than just that.
3: All right, can I ask you something else?
5: Yeah, go um, ahead.
3: have you been getting invites, you know, from people that have been listening throughout the country to possibly, you know, take a show on the road and bring this information to other parts of the world?
5: Yeah, um, definitely, brother. I got, I mean, my inbox on Facebook is flooded. First of all, I want yes. um, to just say one one quick thing. I want to segue one quick moment, and I'm going to go right back to your question. I want to take this opportunity to shout out the community, and I'm going to tell you why. Because you have a lot of good brothers and sisters in the comedic community that are sincere about what it is that they're dealing with. And today of the debate, I got so much love, not just from Israelites, but from comedic brothers that actually have been watching and they respect what we do. Regardless if they agree with the information or not, they respect it. And since the presentation I signed at this house, I've, my inbox has been flooded from Kemetics, Israelites, you name it. You know what I'm saying? Tell me they respect me and they respect the scholarship, even if they don't agree with every little thing. And yeah, we've been getting invites from all over. I got people hit me up from California, people hit me up from Detroit, Chicago, Atlanta, all of that stuff, man. So it's definitely been a positive thing, man. Definitely.
3: Before I open up our brother's Hasha's line, I just wanna add on to that statement, you know, and just, you know, uh give you some insight about our vantage point. From where we stand and how we see things, and you know the multiple conversations that we have on a given basis on, on a given day, because we get to, you know, we're privy to a lot of conversations when it comes to different things that are going on in the community. So one of the um, and I and I'm saying that I I've, I've I've known this from conversation and you know the consensus of the people that I'm building with. Is the fact that, you know, the brothers and sisters that are in the community appreciate the fact that, you know, we are collectively coming together to iron out the wrinkles that have been, you know, in the garbs of the collective for a very long time that obviously, you know, prevented us from sitting at the table collectively. And building, and 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 you know, or entertaining the possibility of building. One thing that I know about life, the one thing I know about movements, the one thing I know about what it is that we're doing is that disruption, or rather, you know, um, the science of disruption, chaos. You know, I don't even want to say chaos. I'd rather say disruption because disruption is a term that more people could relate to. Um, in, in technological terms, you know what I mean? Like uh, emails are disruptor to the post office. You know, um, Uber is a disruptor of the taxi service. Airbnb is a disruptor of the hotel agency. But when the smoke clears, there's something new that has taken place. There's a, it, you know, when change, is, when change comes, it doesn't come in a peaceful, utopian, you know, uh, 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 subtle, right. um, you know, at the way chaotic. Yeah. Yeah, things, yeah, things are chaotic. The furniture has to get moved around. Um, what we're seeing in the community during every wave of a debate, or whenever these, you know, powers or these forces clash, is we're seeing a disruptor. You know, um, and out of this disruption, you know, what I'm saying, comes something new. Something, you know, a new collaboration or a new form or a new leg or a new arm of the movement or, you know, a new understanding or overstanding on how things could be done and things of that nature. So just seeing the Hebrews joining forces, scholastic, you know, on a scholarship level, coming together and doing lectures, our brother Cesario at the National Black Theater, you know, you brothers at Nicholas. You brothers coming back together for the national black doing a daytime event dealing with, um, uh, solutions and things of that nature. I see out, out of that disruption or the disrupting that took place that we are actually going to move forward into a building phase. And the reason why the community appreciates that, you know, is because they know the potential that that holds. So we all grow men at the end of the day. So we all know that, you know, Things, you know what I mean? Sometimes we got to get out there and and get this information out, answer some questions, you know, but be respectful at the end of the day and then take it from there. So, you know, I'm just giving my my honest assessment of what I've seen.
5: Most staff, brother, most staff, definitely.
3: Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and open up our brother's line, though, because he is in the building. Call it from the 914 661 and welcome to Know the Ledge. Hey, Shalom family, what's going on? How y'all doing, man? Shalom, brother, all is well. What's good? Steve. Shalom, family. All right, what's going on? Welcome back.
4: Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad to be here, glad to be here, you know, see my brothers again, you know. you know, go through this again. All the days, man. So what's good? What y'all got for me? What's going on? I'm going to shoot me with the questions. Come on. <laughs> oh,
0: no,
3: nah, we are interested in um, the uh, upcoming lecture that you're going to be sharing with the family. Uh, I definitely want to add on and build with you about this topic. Uh, this is something that I was intending on touching this Saturday. I had a lecture in Philadelphia uh, with my Moorish brothers and sisters that invited us out there, and we were um the name of the lecture was "We the People versus the unholy the unholy Roman Empire, the Christian Crusader inquisitors, and all their subordinates um It was more of a historical lecture dealing with the history of the conflict that the Moors had with the um the gothics all right the uh, the Visigoth and the ostrogoth um race or or you know, the family of the Ostrogoths which turned into the unholy Roman Empire who subjugated both the Moors, the Hebrews, and then our brothers and sisters, um, in Africa later on in South America, Central America. And the list goes on and we were gonna just show how that uh, conflict that originated not just in that era of um you know um, the rise of Islam between the, you know the eighth century and whatnot. It happened. It was taking place before that, but we were focusing on seven eleven all the way up into modern day times. And because of the length of the information, I didn't really get to expound on the uh, the uh, Israelite or Hebrew Israelite presence, most uh, Cape Verde, South Africa, I mean West Africa, and some other places of interest. You know what I'm saying, but um, I'm sure we could touch on. Right,
4: right, right, right. That's and that's powerful. That you know, y'all yeah, was going through that because I guess it's just what the Creator wanted this time. Because um, us coming together, you know, dealing with the you know the Com- uh, Comedic Brothers and you know the Moors, the Muslims, whoever you name it. What happens is we all um are actually getting lost in what's actually happening. The Catholic Church. And I won't was, even say the Catholic Church. it would say the Vatican. What Vatican City did from the get-go was confused everybody. Because you'll find yes. that, you know, we all come from the same tree but different branches. When you even go into the more the Moorish history, they divided us under that understanding, knowing who we were as a people and what belonged to us. So what happened was they uh, tried to... Uh, Infiltrate with, you know, as a, as a, a coexistence uh, with people following Hebrew. And what they did, they changed it over into Christianity to chop it up into pieces so we all get confused. So we go into different banners and different names, and they used each of one, one of us against each other. And the same thing okay. is happening. Okay. You know, so it, it's a perfect mm-hmm. science that they had. You know, and a lot of people fail to realize how powerful this science is. Like I was talking uh, last night uh, with the brother Rich and um, it, uh, just going through it as far as when you deal in the uh, the collegiate uh, areas. The Vatican City actually runs the colleges, okay? It's backed by the Papel Bulls, and most people don't even realize that, no matter what college you go to, all right? Whether it's Ivy, it doesn't matter. Um, They, they run every the police stations, the fire departments, you name it, Vatican has backed it totally. It has to go through it. And the evidence of this is, when you look at every president, uh, not just here in America, but all over the world, they have to go visit Vatican City. Now, we have to ask ourselves, I mean, wait, 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 wait why are they going to Vatican City? What's what's the reason for this? Because that's the power that be to control the power. See, so, you know, we're going to go into depth on that. And the relationships, I mean, you name it. And
0: we're going to reveal the of
3: records of them out of their own mouths, stating who they were going after. Indeed. Indeed, brother. Um, ho- Hold on one minute. Brother Blue, okay. I-, I had to mute your phone real quick, Blue. You all right there? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Do you have a question for our brother Hashar? Huh? I said, do you have a question for our brother Hushaw? All right. I'm listening to the brother. Okay, so if it gets too noisy, just put it on mute. I don't want to uh, do that because you're going to be able to talk when you want Yeah, 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 yeah. My policies, man. I I meant to put it on mute. Sorry. Okay. Indeed. All right. Okay, brother. So, brother Hushaw. Yes. Yeah. Can you add on to yeah? I, I was just wondering when you were doing your research about uh, the presence of the um, the Hebrews in the Iberian Peninsula, what, is, what what did you dig up? Did you come across the presence of the um, Hebrews in the um, Iberian Peninsula during the reign of the Moors?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. And what what was going to be revealed again is what they, um, I mean, what they uh, took away from the public to know. And we're going to find out that day that everybody here in the shores of America, South America, North and Central, so forth, uh, that transatlantic slave trade,
5: because what people fail
4: to realize is one thing when they talk about slavery. Here's what they do they always talk about chattel slavery. But nobody could really pinpoint. I'll tell you exactly in the, when they're talking to you when chattel slavery started and why it started. Because you had the Portuguese in the beginning. That wasn't a chattel, a chattel uh, disposition at the time. The chattel slavery came yes. later.
0: You see what I'm saying? Yes, so when you
4: understand when the chattel slavery came in, then you have the key proponent to understand exactly why and what happened and who was targeted. All right, so this is what the public is going to see, and it's going to be revealed to them so they can get a clearer understanding of the stance when you hear Hebrew Israelites talking about it was Israelites that was on those slave ships. And, of course, we had different names and so forth and came under different titles. Like most people don't even realize the word Catholic itself means universal, all right? And and one of the first universities that they established was Oxford University, one of the top universities that, you know, puts out all the major information. So, I mean, when you look at this, it's like, it's it's absolutely incredible, but it's right before our eyes.
0: You
3: see?
0: Mm. Indeed,
3: indeed, indeed. Okay. All right. So what would you say about the relationship? I mean, hold uh, on, just real quick. To build on upon what you said, you know, when we show up to these lectures, a lot of brothers is breaking out texts coming from the Oxford Press, Princeton Review, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And mm-hmm. a lot of the study material is coming from Jesuits. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And it's coming from the very people who have taken the oath to keep the shit secret and buried in and, in and, and under the disguise of of scholastic uh, you know endeavors or what have you and things of that nature. So how can we ever necessarily get to the truth if the people, the, the well that we're drinking from is purposely poisoned? Exactly.
4: And see, this is why when a lot people get the misconception when they listen to Israelites on the street. When we're talking and you hear us saying, and we use the phrase a lot, it's spiritual. It's spiritual. It, it, I mean, I'll give you a quick case in point. When you deal with a, a DNA, right, and let's say if somebody wanted to prove something about, you know, uh, or who's the child, you know, who's the father of the child. They always give you this 99-point-something percent. Now, if that's the man's child and that's his DNA, his blood, how is it and why is it It's not 100%? But one thing that we can all relate to very easily is when you deal with a phenotype. Now, here it is. If you see a little girl, you know, and they say, man, damn, that's your daughter. And there's a well, she got features the oh, eye. That's your child straight up. Your walk, everything about you. And a Hebrew Israelite would deem that in the term I'm saying that's a spiritual understanding. You see what I'm saying? And certain things like that can't be taken away. You know, so when you deal with the understanding as far as the um uh, the culture and all the learnings and the books and so on and so forth, if we know that they know how to tweak it a little bit, Take a little word out here, put a place another name here, uh, and, and you say, wait a minute. And you look at it from a spiritual perspective. It's just like when you look at statistics today. They could change it how they want to, but we know when we take our eye and just look, we see who's being oppressed. We see who's being downtrodden, and we see who is the oppressor and the destroyer and the harbinger of death. We see who it is. We don't have to go through those statistics to understand what's really going on. You see what I'm saying? So when you hear Hebrew Israelites speak from the terms and say it's spiritual, you got to get a better understanding where they're coming from. Not to say, well, prove it, brother. You
0: see what I'm saying? Indeed.
7: Nah, indeed. Indeed.
3: <clears throat> but, um, yeah, you know, our whole thing is to build upon what you're saying about these universities, you know, how can we ever use them as primary sources if we know that that particular fruit is always going to be poisoned based on what we know, you know, this is where the propaganda is coming from, is coming from the Vatican. So why would they ever tell the truth? How can we actually get to the truth if we're not, you know, entirely using spirit, which is intuition and things of that particular nature? Mm-hmm. Like, like that. and go like, I was incarcerated and I used to read some of these texts and what have you. It would be mm-hmm. spirit. You'd have voice to be like, that's bullshit. Right. You No, know, don't buy into that. Keep it moving.
5: Right. You know,
3: right. that thing right there, yeah, you know, that's what they was trying to gloss over and the eyes. And, you know, I had to trust that voice. I had to trust that spirit, you know what I'm saying, right. inside of me that it was going to direct, you know, my, um, my cognition. That's right. That's okay. right. right. You know what I'm saying? What what do we have?
4: That's right. And and see, that's where, you know, like um, the debate circuit is good. You know, it's good to bring people together. But notice I said it's good. It's not great. And what I mean by that is this. Once he is targeted, you see, the one in control of the educational system, the one in control of the so-called religious systems, the one in control of all the institutions, once he is targeted, and when I say targeted, I'm talking about from a viewpoint of bombardment, okay? Bombardment saying, look, I mean, you we'll, you, you can get a bunch of brothers together with different types of knowledge and go to these uh, white debates. And when they have the question and answering, that's when they rise up and speak. and say, Excuse me, well, can you prove so-and-so and so-and-so? And this is seen, and it gets recorded. And once that gets recorded and seen, the eyebrows go up. They want to speak to see who. Then, people in the street, you don't need to be in college to go ahead and write a thesis or a paper to get reviewed, okay? Or to be put out there to be seen to, to to show the real truth of what's really going on. But see, this is what we have to take advantage of, and not each other as far as the attacking, because that's lame at the end of the day. And they're going to say, you know what? <laughs> this is cool. I don't have nothing to fear, because they have figuring it out with each other. Yeah, until they come after me, okay, as one body and one component. We good. You see what I'm saying? So that's going to change the whole dynamic, and that which, that needs to take place, and that is an urgency, okay? And that's one way to attack and take over, and it has to start there. Then your town hall meetings, the same thing. We got to make a bombardment. This man calls himself a Jew. Okay. I mean, the so-called white man, that bastard, he'll go in a town hall meeting and demand what needs to be in his community and demand certain rules and regulations that need to happen on his blocks in Eastern Parkway and so on and so forth. But we don't have that type of mental capacity to do that. And that's what needs to be done to make these changes.
3: I absolutely agree. You know? High as well. Yeah.
4: That's what's up. So that's, that's why we got to make that turn. And um, it has to come. And I guess this is the beginning of that turn. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, one thing that nobody could take away from the Hebrew Israelites is that there's no fear. You know what I'm saying? We fear no man. We fear not nothing. Okay? Except for the Creator. So with that, it's like it's a good thing to come together. And then maybe that's one thing that, y'all, you know, that community could take from us. That, that, that stance of no fear, that stance to tell an enemy to his face of who he is, and then add that with the components that you have, and then that attack becomes a, a, a superior military. And, this is, this, this, and see, this is what's missing. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's good to talk about it, but it's better to be about it. You know, you see, you see them in the communities taking over Harlem, taking over Brooklyn. What happened to the coalitions? We could take take over a new coalition-type mind frame. Take men to stand in front of these stores and say, well, people ain't going to be able to shop here. So hand on fly, see if people say, don't shop here. We need another black business right here. Be bold about it. If that's not going to happen, they're going to take everything, man, and we got nothing.
3: So, you know. Um, I want to add on to that. You know, I had a conversation with the family on a few occasions where I spoke about the um, the need or I painted a picture, you know, before I spoke about what we need to do, I try to paint a picture and show the family that, um, you know, in any big city that we live in, I even went ahead and did the research to get the top 10 cities. There are what is known as a construction boom going on. Um you know I went to um I was privy to get the to, to get with the sandy cleanup a job doing the cleanup for the sandy superstorm and by doing such I was introduced to the um construction industry or the construction business where I was making about $30 an hour so I will you know It was was like eye-opening for me. You feel what I'm saying? I was like, okay, this this thing right here works. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I was able to conduct my – I was able to follow my passion to do my clothing and other things. And I had a foundation in the construction business where I was able to, you know, make $30 an hour and do some of the stuff that I – you know, I like using my hands and doing other things. Like, it didn't really – You you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have to sit down and conceptualize anything or sit behind a desk and whatnot. I was, Mm -hmm. you know, cleaning up, breaking things down, doing what I'm doing. So I thought about it. I was like, wow. You know, I know a lot of people in these different organizations or schools of thought. You know, we follow some of the same patterns because many of us are like, you know, we have – We have a lot of skills, skill sets, and, and, you know, some of us are real good with, like, electrical work. You know what I mean? Like, some of us are carpenters. Some of us are bricklayers. Some of us just, like, physical work. Some of us are demolition men. You know what I mean? And some of us are builders. You know what I mean? Like, we we know how to read blueprints and stuff like that. And when I started doing the research and I saw bees after bees, like, billions after billions, and I physically saw when I would get on the train four in the morning, five in the morning, the majority of the workforce didn't look like us in a city that we help, you know, that, that basically stands, you know, sits on our shoulders, and we're the lifeblood of this of these cities. Absolutely. And I was like, what if the brothers in the community, especially like the, the, the groups that are known for their, like you said, their no-fear, or their physicalness, you know what I mean, like the R V G brothers and sisters, who I know wouldn't necessarily fit the mold of a pencil pusher or, you know, putting on a suit and tie, that white-collar sort of worker. You know, what about our brothers from the Zulu nation? What about the brothers from the Hebrew Israelites? What about our Kemetic brothers? What if we came together and coalesced? Because to form a coalition, you have to coalesce right? Mm -hmm. That means come together under uh, one purpose. And we all have families, and we all have children. And each one of our um, mission statements involves building a community, right? Mm -hmm. Or the concept of creating something for ourselves. So I was like, shit, that would be great practice, you know, if we were to go ahead and demand the same way that our brothers and sisters um, from the nation and other places in the 80s and the guards and whatnot, they were doing the same thing. They were on work sites with bats and crowbars and things of that nature. They were leaning on these construction sites, demanding jobs. Brothers and sisters coming home from doing bids and whatnot, coming home, gotta feed children, want to eat, want to want to you know uh, 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 destroy the law lo- the of going back into the streets, but they need something to fall back on. You you got people coming home that was used to five thousand dollar days, so these brothers need right. they can't do it eight ninety five and whatnot. So I was Shoot. like, that would be a very you know honorable you know, and I feel I think it would be solution laden because. We would be able to get contracts. We would be able to win bids for contracts. We would be able to employ our brothers and sisters that are in gangs or in the streets. Those brothers and sisters that come up to you and say, "I need to. I'm trying to eat, bro. Or you know, I want to feed my family. How can I partake in your religion or how can I partake in this movement and feed my family at the same time? It would, in my humble opinion, it, it would put to rest a lot of. Um, you know, uh, disagreements or disagreeable energy that seeps in when there's a lot of lack in the community. You feel what I'm saying? Because, shit, we could debate after work, or we could debate after, you know, we finish paying these dues and whatnot. Like, we could debate on the weekends, but during the week it's straight business. Make sure your refrigerator is filled up. Make sure my refrigerator is filled up. Make sure we sit in on some money so when we sit down and plan there's actually, this is how these social clubs were started based off of the unions and the, and the people inside the social clubs were employed in these factories or in these, um, on these construction sites and things of that nature. And, and that's what, that that's what our people use to get out of many different situations where we were downtrodden.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, it, it all so might be like, that. Yeah. All day. Yeah. and see it, 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 and what's so funny is like, um, one thing about us, is, see, with with the so-called, and again, it, it goes back to the uh, uh, Vatican and how they understand processes of mind control. You know, once you're taught and it's embedded in you how not to be creative anymore, then you become just a left mind-minded thinker as uh, on the on the uh, level of just a robot. So now our creative process being lost, we always think that it takes a lot to do something big. Or if we do that, if we do, it's one, two, three. The same way we're able to gather. For a, a debate or anything else, we can say, look, man, 100 brothers on the block, whoever, whatever. Let's go up into Adam Clayton Power Building and, you know, just see what's up. See if we can see some of the, those guys up there that could represent us and talk to them. When you lean on them like that, things happen. And it's very easy. It, it's not It's not that hard. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. Gathering your brothers together to go hang out, to go to a club or whatever, you can do the same damn thing to make things happen. You know, and they complain right. about we we crabs in a barrel and all this nonsense. You know why crabs? pull each other down because they don't belong in a barrel. So it's the same thing What is We don't belong in these kind of conditions. So being in where we in these conditions, we're gonna pull each other down, period. Until we get out of those kind of conditions. And the first step is a little step and it's the biggest step you ever want to make. You see what I'm saying? Because cancer don't start real big, it starts real small. So it's the same thing with anything that you do. It starts from a small step and that's the biggest step that you can make. And that's what we gotta do. You see what I'm saying? So it is what it is.
3: I just want to share something, too, man, about that gathering that we were all um, at the other day, a few weeks ago, at the debate.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm sure when I share this, you know, uh, this feeling that I got, I'm sure that many people could relate, you know, because, you know, it wasn't something that was foreign to uh, to anybody. Mm-hmm. But I felt that because of the collective energy that was so strong in that building, you know what I'm talking about? When you stood up in front of that room and looked into the eyes and, you know, and, and looked into the, uh, just looked into the crowd and saw the energy emanating mm-hmm. from people. Mm-hmm. Somebody would have got up there and was like, yo, that's everything else, man. Who got a hundred dollars and ready to do something? Like, I think that building would have went crazy. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> Because people were anticipating, they wanted they, they wanted to see that, you know, they wanted that action. They showed up for that action. They wanted to see that work. But I know when people sat there, and it's like uh, Brother Daniela was saying, you know, and I, I saw them doing it with you as well. You know, um, people were coming up to everybody from every camp mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and sharing their sentiments on how powerful you know the gathering felt, or how 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 proud they were, the work that everybody was doing, and um you know basically like yo th- this is this is a great this feels good like I-, I don't even you know that the energy in here is up. Yeah, so Absolutely. At the end of the whole conversation, or maybe in between, like if we would have been you know like think about it all the money that was made, and I ain't counting nobody's money. I'm not here for that, you know what I mean? But, you know, it doesn't take a mathematician to know that there was surplus. You know, if it was like, yo, we all got together to do everything that we want, but we know that it takes $500 to upstart a business, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. at least paperwork-wise and some other things. You know, at the end of the day, you know, even even maybe, maybe if there's a youth in the audience that's like from 10 to 18 or something, or if there's... One of the Hebrews, or you know, to show our to show our appreciation and to show that we're going to work together, we're going to Christian our, our business right here, LLC. We're going to birth it right now in front of everybody, mm-hmm. law or witness. You right. know, anything, something. But right. what I'm saying is, I don't ever in my life again want to go into a building with so much people who are quote unquote vibrating on a high frequency. And you know, not take advantage of the fact that we are vibrating on on a high frequency. And from the studying that I've done, they say that that's really all it takes. Right, that's right. That you could move that's a right. mountain with that. That's you know, right. that 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 that's the nucleus of change. It's that. So right. I'm not saying that we didn't that that didn't occur that day. I didn't say I'm not going to say that you know moves wasn't made. But I mean, I'm more of I'm, I'm speaking in general terms, like. Beyond speculation, because people are try to interject speculation into that. I'm like, no, I mean straight up. Where somebody was like, A, this is what we're gonna do, and B, we do it, and then C, we see the results. Right, right, absolutely. I mean, and and we have the
4: opportunities to continue to do that, and 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 it has to be a strong, concerted effort to make it done. You know what I'm saying? Because that, did, look, I mean, the bottom line is this: when you look at the damn devil, man, that damn cracker, he knew. That look, I gotta, I gotta take these people on all fronts. And if we come together, you know the French, you know the Spanish, the Romans. Look, we, the Greeks. Let's look, we won. Let's come together and just take them out and we could do it by all means. So, and, they, and and the art is beautiful. They did it physically. But in order for them to even do it physically, they had to come from a mental angle first. They said, let's study their culture. Let's study their God so that we could go ahead and say, we come in the name of your God. And then, you know what? <laughs> We're friends. And then we'll take everything from them physically. And then after that, it went back to a spiritual mind frame. They left the physical, and they're dealing with spiritual. We have to do the same damn thing, man. This, this, this. If anybody in their right mind believes that, um, There'll be change for our people without any kind of a, a confrontation. They're out their mind because this this white man ain't giving up that seat, period. He's not giving it up to the seat saying, you know, let's, you know what, this belongs to you guys. Let's share it, you know, and that's his little secret. And let you know we'll share a couple of seats, but we're not giving it up. So in order for things to change, it is going to atoms. you know, to make a damn bomb. You can't put it back together. So you know, they have to detonate it. They have to let it explode on the ground. All right. So th- things is gonna happen. You know, so it, it so before it happens, we have to make conservative efforts to go ahead and make any kind of change right now. You see what I'm saying? And it's not it's not it's not now but right now. And it just gotta be done. Somebody just gotta jump up and say, Let's do it You know, and so that gotta be a thing, you know, being that it's brought out, brothers gotta roll like that the next time we together, just put things out there like that. Look, we gotta make a move, you know, so it is what it is man
0: you know, right.
4: and that and, and that's why <laughs> that's why we got to take this veil off of everything and you know when, you know when, yeah, I was talking to the, uh, brother Daniel all the king was bringing things out you know as far as the king James subjects and all of these things you know and how the Vatican plays a heavy role in all of this i mean with everything and that's why we are going to lift that skirt up and let the people see what really is going on you know people are afraid of to, to pick up what they know as the bible because what has been pushed and taught about it that is a white man's book. You know, you give the white man too much credit. If you read the Bible, the things in there how it tells you how to treat your brother, how to treat a your, your, uh, uh, so-called servant, how to do all these things. How could you give a white man credit when he never followed any of those things? How could you say that he was the one that that's his book? It's impossible, you know. And so when, I, when you see our people fall under that guise to give him this kind of credence, it's like, damn, we still have a slave mentality. You see what I'm saying? In order to come out of that, we have to unveil everything, rip everything apart. Let's break it down and see where everything lies. You know, when you deal with the the Moors, when you deal with the, the Muslims, when you deal with the Hebrews, you see oh, well, wait a minute, man. This is us. But he's trying to take it apart and say, well, no, this is not you. No, nope, this is not you. That's not you. And the funny part about it, when you go into the history, how he pushes it, all those things he claimed to be. So it's like, okay, well, who are we then? What were we? You know, and they have no answers for us, you see? So now this is why we have labels. You're black. Uh, You know, okay, that's a color. What's my nationality? Who am I? You know what I'm saying? What's my credence? What's my laws? You see, so this is where we lost that, and this is why we at, we're coming up with this lecture to bring these things out. Me and Daniela. So it's not necessarily even as Daniela is going to bring out not just the, the match about King James or Homo or whatever. If you understand that very book has been covered for you to hate, you know, and, and 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 the one who 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 allowed it to be in your hands, so that'll take away from you want to even deal with it. This is why he was so beat up like that. He was a faggot. I mean, think about it. There's a book. Uh, uh, about Malcolm X, and this this book, I mean, I mean, it's thick as hell. You know about his uh, what, what's that guy's name Manning Manning um, uh, and Maribel. He wrote yeah, yeah, Maribel. and he wrote that you know Malcolm X was a faggot, okay? That he was that he did homosexual tricks in jail. I mean, so what you gotta understand how are you gonna try to destroy this man's legacy like that? But these are all planned operations. We need to yes. take that and he legacy away. book came out. You, you see what I'm saying? So now check this out. Why is it that they didn't put anything like that on a Martin Luther King? Because his type of black manhood, and you know, and he did a great job and what he presented. But it is it, it, not necessarily a threat. That's somebody they could work with. But you know, we can't have another model So you know, say he was a faggot. So notice everybody that comes up like that. They always trash him as a faggot. Yeah,
5: you read, I'm uh, sure, can, I jump, can I just? Uh, I don't know Absolutely. what you're real quick. Absolutely, they did, the, they did the same thing with Khalid Muhammad too. Because if you mm. haven't watched that debate between Jordan Maxwell and Khalid Muhammad, what was, the, what was the main thing that Jordan Maxwell said? Jordan Maxwell said, "Listen, man, you sold out because your college education was paid for by the Ford Foundation." Now mm. Khalid was like, "I don't know who the hell, who the hell? Like, I got, I got a grant to go to school. I don't know who the hell gave me the grant. I got a grant to go to school, so I went to school." But see, ever since Khalid died, they've been trying to paint him in that light. Like, he was really secretly dealing with the elites, and he was dealing with the Illuminati, and he sold his people out, so forth and so on. Like you said, same thing with Malcolm X, because that is what they do. So, the, so what that does is that that makes certain people not want to deal with those guys anymore, or you start having doubts about great black leaders, about how great they were, because you've been, you're being force-fed this false information. So it all goes back to the Bible which is why I'm making this presentation to begin with. It has nothing to do with defending the character of King James, the man himself. It's really a defense of the Bible. But in order to, to defend the Bible, I have to exonerate the man of the false claims that's being made against him. That's the point. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, hell, uh, listen, a hundred years from now, if this kingdom goes on, which, you know, according to our belief, man, most are going to destroy this place, man, as soon as the better. According to the scriptures, but let's just say for, uh, for the sake of conversation, if America was to continue another hundred years, what will they say about you? ashaw right. What will they say about me? Mm-hmm. What will they say about red pill and blue pill, man? What will they right. say? You don't know what the hell they're going to say, man. If you right. allow your enemies to tell your story, tell your story. they ain't going to tell the truth. They ain't going to tell the truth, man. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens to great black no. leaders. And I'm going to tell you something. You red pill and blue pill, you brothers are great black men in the community, man. You're doing a lot of great works. The brother Hasha and the AOC camp they're doing a lot of great works, man. We just have to be sure, man, that we tell our story and we make sure that those that are behind us, if we don't make it, those that come behind us, man, tell the truth about us, man. And that's what we want to do for all of our forefathers, whether it be Khalid Muhammad whether it be Malcolm X, whether it be King James, whether it be That's That's
6: right. The fact Indeed. and more importantly than anything, brother, we want to
3: life. honor the fact that if you did the research, it deserves, you know what I'm saying, our receptivity and our scrutiny as well. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying?
0: Right. And
3: not out of not out of a place of antagonism. It's just like, okay, let's see what you got. Let's review it. You know? Mm-hmm. This is the information age. Care Shit. We finding out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything else that we thought that we knew you know what I'm saying? Has some level of of, of of review to it. Yeah, that peer review is necessary, man. We look forward to uh, you know seeing what you got, bring it to the forefront, put it on the table.
5: Can I ask you? Can I ask you a question real quick, brothers? Let um, me ask you a question because we I hear the word peer review thrown around a lot um, in the uh, you know in the conscious community. I'm gonna make a yeah. statement. Whether you brothers agree or disagree, not everything that's peer reviewed is true either. You know what right. I'm saying? Not everything oh, that is, I
0: agree.
5: Right. And not everything that is taught on a collegiate level is true. Because on a collegiate level, you could go into a university right now and sit in a classroom where you're going to tell you that Christopher Columbus discovered America. Well, we know that you had natives and you had black people here and all that hundreds of years before the white men ever got here. But they'll teach that in college, and you'll even find peer-reviewed articles that say the same thing. You'll find peer-reviewed articles that try to tell you that blacks only ruled Egypt for 100 years, and the rest of it was white history. You see what I'm saying? So even, you know, I I always say this, man, right? You know, the the, the Bible says the so-called white man speaks with a forked tongue, man. He, He speaks out of both sides of his mouth, right? There's information that you're going to find on the Internet that they want the general public to find out. But these same scholars will also have amongst themselves, Rhodes scholars, amongst themselves, They'll be sharing the truth amongst themselves. There's certain historical books that are really hard to find because they don't mean it for the average person like you or I to get a hold of those books. So they they want us to get a hold of the books that you can find easily in the library. Just walk in, there it is right there. You go into Barnes & Noble, you find it, there it is right there. And I'm not saying that there's not truth in these places. I'm just saying it's easily accessible. But the truth, they write these books and they keep it away from you, but they share it amongst themselves. But now, like you said, in the age of information, a lot of information is leaking out, and we're finding out that the so-called white man speaks out of both sides of his mouth, man. On one hand, he's telling you this, but on the other hand, over here, he's telling you that. And like like the brother said, man, it's a beautiful statement he made. The spirit will guide you to which one is true. You're going to read this, you're going to be like, yep, that's bullshit. You're going to read right. that and you like, you know what, that's true. I don't know if it was blue pill or red pill that said that, but whoever said it, that's, that's truth, man, 100%. Uh, yeah,
0: blue.
3: right.
4: And it's deep, too, because, like, like with that peer review, it's basically analysis of people with the same mind, you know, and and, and then you'll have, uh, let's say, five people agree on the same thing and then write a thesis on it. And then after that, you'll have six people that agree and contrast that and have a thesis on it. So when we look at it, again, it's the powers that be that uh, sets up this structure that, Okay, this is how it is and so forth. We got to break the mold as our people. We got to set the standard, and the way to do it is go and attack. I'm telling you, man, brothers have to get together, go up inside of those damn colleges when they have those debates. You look at the, the okay, this guy's going to talk, uh, 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 talk about uh Egypt. Now, you know, the comedic brothers need to say, okay, and he's going to debate this guy on on this kingdom. Brothers need to get together, say, all right, 20 of us, let's go. Go up in there. And when you go up in there and you just wait for the question and answering, you, and you speak and you blast everything you got. How could this be true with such and such? Let me question you. I read your paper and so forth and so on. You got to turn it Other than that, that's not going to happen, man.
3: Oh, I'm sorry, King. Go ahead. And I've been I, – I was a proponent of that. Um, we did election often, you know what I'm saying, recently. You know, and I was like um, – could we get at you know what I'm saying, like can we get at uh some of these brothers and sisters in Oxford and Harvard? Like, can we bring that back? Because just with some of the information about their history and our history and the um, achievements that we were able to accomplish, and the fact that we were responsible for um, civilizing their civilization, their their, their culture and that civ- we brought them out of the dark ages, you know, that That's alone right. needs to stand up. Against what it is that they're standing on and completely topple it. And, you know, I feel that that will be um, in our Current generation, you know what I'm saying? That will be um, A a moment a historical moment that will completely break our people out of the spell Like if we go ahead and, and, and get at the head of the beast If we go to the head of the snake and remove it in front of the people with, you know, with, without emotions or without trying to, you know, with scholarship, with intellectual warfare, there will be a shift that we can, I mean, with, you know, that right. the people. So I'm totally with that. Like, I, I'm like, I'll go do the research and find out when they get together and they do their thing. And we need to demonstrate. And that, you know what I mean? Because the war, like y'all said, is spiritual. But when it comes down from the spirit realm, it's the realm of the mental, which is the realm of the intellect. That's the realm that you brothers went to war on, on the unseen, on the intellectual realm. You know what I'm saying? But in all warfare before, it, the physical realm is the last realm. It's the Malkuth. You know what I'm saying? It's like the last, you know what I mean? Like, But all kind of things take place. You know before that we have we're at war with principalities of a higher level of a higher degree spiritual spiritual and all that absolutely you know, and so we gotta sharpen our swords because that's what they're that that they never want that, and right. because of the recent um i would call them fatal flaws that they've made in their scholarship that they have mm-hmm. allowed their mainstream media to put it out there like when Obama brought up the fact about, you know, um their involvement in the Crusades and the Inquisition and mm-hmm. um how inhumane it was and the fact that they can't, you know, they can't
0: um point and and Islam. Right.
3: Yeah, they can't point a finger towards Islam because their backyard is completely, you know, it's is 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 filthy as hell. And then they start saying he's a Muslim in the White House. He's a, oh my goodness, he's an enemy to us. They're, <laughs> they're, they're letting you know. They're letting you know that that's
0: he's pushed, that He's hitting a
3: button. Yeah, he's showing you that there's kinks, and, and he's showing you where to hit him at. That's not the only statement. What I'm saying is there's so much that has been brought up. that could be mm-hmm. utilized to topple everything that they stand on, and when they don't have any foundation, that's when you really start to see things pop off. So
0: mm-hmm.
3: it's, you know, it's gonna it's gonna take place on an intellectual. That's why they that's why all of the stuff that's taking place is continuously taking place because they're not the look at the the dudes that they bring on Fox Five, their so called black experts or analysis or the ones who they set up to debate against. That's already right. Hegelian dialect. They got the check. They pressed mm-hmm. them. The, the producers already wrote out the script. They know what they're gonna say. They know what they're not gonna say. So. For black America or for the people that are watching this and they're looking for intellectual debate, they're putting it on, you know, Tavis Smiley's shoulders. They're putting it on, you know, whoever shows up on Fox. They're putting Michael it on Edward all of these people's shoulders. Huh. I'm sorry, to say here?
6: Michael Eric
3: Dyson. Yeah, Michael yeah. Eric Dyson. You know, yeah. and these brothers are, you know, they're not rogue. Yeah, they're not rogue. they're on the same page. So now they're not coming in with you know with 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 uh, zero programming. Like you got to be deprogrammed. You you got to come from Zion to go up in the Matrix and take a head off. You know what right. I'm saying? You can't be you can't play that corporate game. You know what I mean? Because that shit is these niggas just trying to get sponsors. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. trying to do college tours. They're, they're trying, trying to, to get that
5: revenue money. Yeah.
3: They're trying to get that now lick. you know what I mean? They heard yeah. about that food that Al was getting, <laughs> right. and that's a, that's the new, you know, that's the hustle. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm with that, and I'm telling you, you know what I mean? and and,
4: and, and the brothers really set that up. It, it, the reason why that would catch them off guard because they're looking for the physical front first. They're looking for that. And they and they actually they actually prepared for that, and they're looking for okay if you want to battle or, or come against us you gotta go through our ranks in other words go through the whole collegiate system go through this and that whatever and then they got your mark got your number so you know they're not looking for you to just come in and just go up in one of those joints man they not and they know people no, are trying to so once that happens man it changes the game. They get shook. They're like, holy sh. Then another another college is visited. Something else visited. Then the word spreads. Wait a minute, man. You, you you got guys coming just challenging us here. And once it's on film, it's a wrap. You know, you bring your own camera. You film that. It's, and that's when the game changes. You see? So, I mean,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
4: we got to do it, man. You know, it is what it is. And maybe this is the training ground, brothers, just, you know, battling with each other. And we can't waste this training. And then we got to go ahead and put this training in the battlefield. In the real battlefield, let's go to war. You know, let's do it. You know, so, you know, brothers, get, you know,
3: set it up. Let's rock. There mm-hmm. we have it. All right.
7: You got any callers in the building, Red?
3: Indeed. Yeah, we do. We're going to get to these callers, and then um, we're going to go ahead and let the brothers, you know, prepare themselves for the, uh, you know, for everything, because I'm sure that it's just, a lot of research that needs to be done for this weekend. But let's go to these callers. I'm sure we have some interesting callers in the building. Caller from the 313-978. Peace and welcome to Nodalex Radio. Greetings.
7: Greetings, greetings, brothers. How are we doing today?
3: Okay, All is well. How are you?
7: Doing real well, brother. Ashar, much congrats and thank you so much for putting in the work for the most high. Uh, and, uh, you know, I believe it's greatly appreciated. Uh, I wanted
6: to just uh, make a statement uh, concerning, you know, our lineage and uh, who we are, and uh, to just, uh, just give a positive word to the brothers to make sure we always stay the course to understand that, you know, in this period of revelations, uh, you know, through Daniel twelve four, you know, knowledge increases. And, you know, we're just in the cusp of gathering even more knowledge. So it's not so much to, to the belief system of myself. Uh, and I would believe that it's shared upon many of Israel, that the knowledge is not completed uh, as far as what it's it's increasing. So with knowledge increasing more and more as it goes along, we'll grow to understand more about our history as far as who we are, as far as with the base to understand how this correlates us gathering the rest of Israel, the lost sheep, and uh, going on further from there. But we also always have to remain mindful that we do not have to prove ourselves to the community in the sense of who we are, because who we are is who we look at when we see in the mirror, our temple. It's the image of the living God. So if someone wants to say who you are, we can easily refer them to Psalms so they understand that ye are gods. Before we was any nationality or before we was any div- uh, any collective nation, we was a temple, who had a relationship with the living power. That's who we are. We are the Most High's children, and the evidence of that is the image that we see in the mirror, our chakra system. So, <clears throat> uh, just saying that to say that from that base of whom we are, we can further push forward to find out our nationality, our heritage. Uh, 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 and so on and so forth. But the validation through lineage is what is the scapegoat that Nuwak is using to back out of a common sense faith that the Creator has established for us to serve under. To say, well, if you can't show me right now how you're Israel, how the Hebrew Israelites established so on and so forth, well, then now I don't have to adhere to the worship. Of the living power of the creator Because you are not proving that source to me When indeed They are the proof Their chakra system is the proof Their temple that has been established is the proof You know as as I've stated to many people before Man's mind did not make man's body Man's body was orchestrated To support man's mind So that already Proves the external mind That establishes the temple In which we reside in so you cannot, even within the highest state of consciousness that they would like to promote that they are, you cannot, within any doctrine that they have at their disposal, show how they created themselves or the sun created them. It is an external mind that created the temple in which they are residing in. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. you there?
3: brother Shaw. Did you hear the question? Hello. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yes, I heard the statement. I yeah. heard the statement. It, it was
4: more of a
6: statement. It was more of the question. It was just say, stating. Oh, more that the statement. Okay. We we are the temple. So yeah. when someone wants to identify, who are you? I am my father's child. I am God. I, you know, we are. Ye are gods. We are all our gods. We are all our children of the Most High. So that is the base of who we are. What we're on the cusp of finding out through the knowledge that's increasing the revelations is our proper lineage, how this correlates with where we came from as far as with the Israelites and so on and so forth. But that is not a scapegoat for them not to serve the living power because they don't understand who they are. Because I can tell you right now who you are. You're your father's child. You are God. You are you know, not you're not him. But you don't understand what I mean. You are your father manifested in the flesh. You are his image. You know, so let us make men our own image. So it's um it's kind of an unfortunate thing to see uh many people of the comedic community not identify with what they see in the mirror as a scapegoat so they can serve themselves or serve their women, uh, or serve whichever that suits and makes their heart feel good and so they can boast upon the knowledge that they receive. Instead of paying homage to the Most High and being serving through that power, so I'm just I just want to drop that jewel in for y'all. All right, go praise No
3: All, right. All right, no doubt, brother. Thank you for that. Okay, let's go to our next caller. Caller from the seven four zero six three zero. Peace and welcome to No Less Radio.
7: Peace brothers, how's everything going?
3: All as well brother, how are you doing?
7: Wonderful. Good uh good uh, good uh good Our lesson night, i uh, thank you so much. Uh I I got a I got a, I got a question and a and a and a statement. What what uh you know when when you you look at you look at you look at the serpent, you know, back in the old testament, you know, when uh the Messiah called a group of people. He he said, you are of your father, uh, the uh, serpent of old, the, uh, you know, you've been a killer from, from the beginning. Now that particular race of people that came out of uh, Cain, was that part of the European race? Daniali, you got that? Because I I, I, I asked that I, I I go back and I look at Abel got hated on by his brother Cain and when I looked at it I believe that Cain was not the son of Adam Cain Cain was the son of the serpent serpent in terms of symbolism whatever it was and when you look at everything today the European is either represented by the eagle or he's either represented by the snake. You go back to to Rome. When Rome went into war, they had an eagle they, they held up, and they said, you know, this Rome, we come in and do what we do. They had an eagle. Britain had an eagle. Nazis had an eagle. And now we got an eagle. So what that tells me is that Rome never really went nowhere. And when the Messiah was hung on the tree, he was hung up by the Romans, and he said father forgive them for for they for they know not what they do and i and i speed it up today and i say you know what the opposition against the most high children has always been either rome an eagle or a snake
5: hello yeah could, yes, sir. could I Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, brother. I, I was, Someone, I, right, I'm,
7: yeah. I'm sorry. I, I just, I, I just want somebody to kind of fill me in on. Yeah,
5: yeah. I just, I was waiting for you to finish, brother. I didn't want to interrupt you, so that's why we were all quiet. We were trying to get the gist okay, of your okay. question. The only thing yeah, you I can say to you, brother. Bro. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. The only thing I could say to you, brother, <clears throat> in a nutshell, and then brother Hot Shark could add on to it. Uh, I tend to stick with the biblical text. I try not to deviate too far from the text as it is written. You know what I'm saying? Scriptures tell us in Romans 3, as it is written so that thou mightest be justified in our sins. So we have to go by the scriptures as it is written. And the scriptures tell us that Adam knew his wife Eve, and she bare him Cain. She bare him Cain. You know what I'm saying? so, when you say that you don't believe that Cain was actually the son of Adam and Eve, I, I, I hear you, brother, and I'm not disrespecting you, but the text says otherwise. So, indeed, according to the text, according to the biblical context, Cain was indeed the son of Adam and Eve. You see what I'm saying? Now, when uh, when, when, when you read in the New Testament, when the Messiah, when Yahusha, Christ, Jesus, whatever you title that you attribute to him, but his name in Hebrew is Yahusha, when he made the statement that you are your father, the devil, who was he talking to? He was talking to Israelites. Now, he wasn't saying that Israelites were actually the devil. That he wasn't saying that. But their actions, they were acting like the devil. Because you have to remember that the Pharisees, they were in league with the with the, with the literal white man, with the Romans. Because the Pharisees, they, they, their place and their power... And their seat of power in Israel was given to them by the Roman Empire. And they acted just like it. I'll give you an example of Monday terms. Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, these guys are up there father the devil. Why? Because their position in the black community is buttressed by the so-called white man. He puts them on the news. He puts them on all the talk shows and parades them out there like they are our leaders. And these guys sell us out every opportunity that they get. So when Christ said you are of your father the devil is talking about the Pharisees. He was comparing them to the Romans because they were acting like the Romans. They was against their own people. They was against him, so forth and so on. So that's pretty much the understanding of what that's talking about. <clears throat> right. And and. Go ahead. There's, there's, a, there's a there's a there's
7: a there's a thing that's called transliteration uh, and translating. I got a, I got a King right. James so and right. when you when you when you look up that in in chapter Four and verse one, mm-hmm. there's things that I had to start paying close attention to is that one thing that the Europeans, especially the Western Europeans, are really good at <clears throat> is, that, is that is that translating words which have a whole different meaning and using colons and semicolons now when you read that scripture it says and Adam knew his wife that means that that whole sentence right there that was said is something else now we knew that he he and she conceived and bear Cain now the word Cain has a letter t right up on it i don't know if your if your bible has that but if you go back to the very beginning of the bible because it's so important to read that very first page because this is what he do He will make changes right in front of your face And if you don't catch it This is what I'm hoping to do Watch this And I got the very first page It says And the letter T symbol besides the phrases Translation An easy to understand alternate meaning verse and as I got to looking into it and asking other biblical scholars, uh, true biblical scholars say, you know what? When it when it came to the American language, they didn't supplement the right words in there when making the translations. Why? Some say to keep us confused. But if we go back to chapter three, the word clearly says, as you said, said staying staying in the context of the word. Why would the word say put he would put enmity between her seed and the serpent seed. Now, I got to thinking about that, brother. Now I, I got a I got I got a ten acre ranch and in the summertime I got a creek that runs through there. And there's water moccasins and copperheads and rattlesnakes come out. You know, they don't scare me but I I respect them and, and they respect me and my gun. Now, I don't see anybody out there fighting with snakes, and especially black people. You know, when they if, if, if it's a garter snake, they run away. All snakes are not poisonous, but we have to watch their movement. And when I look at it, why would the word says, I would put enmity between her seed and the serpent seed? And the word serpent, where when I look throughout the Bible, the word serpent, dragon are are all used as symbolisms to name a specific person or a evil entity. That's what I want to lay down, brother. What, what, what do no. you think
5: Well, no, I don't, I don't disagree with a lot of what you just said. <clears throat> I can find common ground with them. <clears throat> excuse me. Me. I'm I'm a little hoarse, so if I'm clearing my throat, pardon me. But all um, Yeah, I can um I can find common ground with a lot of what you said, but I don't think that the verse that you're quoting takes away from the fact that Cain was the literal son of Adam and Eve. Now, when when that prophecy was being made, that was a future prophecy. That was something that was going to take place in the future, because the seed the woman doesn't actually have a seed according to biblical context when you study. The woman carries the seed for the man. It's the woman's seed in terms of it being her offspring, because the word seed is interchangeable. It can either mean offspring, or it can also mean you have a literal seed. So when it speaks about the woman's seed, it's talking about her offspring that she would bear for Adam in the future, because that chosen line would come through Adam. And in the future, there will be enmity between that, line, that lineage and the so-called white man, which is happening today. So that was a future prophecy. But as far as Cain and Abel, excuse me, as far as Cain, he was the literal son of Adam and Eve. And when you read further on in the in the chapters afterwards, you see how the Most High refers to Abel as being Cain's brother. But how were they brothers if Cain was if 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 Cain was not related to Adam and Eve? If he came had a whole different set of parents, then how were they brothers? You see what I'm saying? So the scriptures really explains itself. But I don't really want to, you know. I mean we could yeah, go yeah, I, on I, about I, this I, I, all night, so I really don't want to take up the brother's time with all this, but this is you you bring up a lot of good points, brother. And it's something I'll be definitely willing to discuss with you. I don't know if right. you're know on Facebook, but you can definitely hit me if, up on Facebook, you, brother, we could talk if, about it more. Right, if, if if you
7: go to if you go to if you go to chapter if you go to chapter five and three, this is what really kicks it off and I I make it quick. It says that Adam had hundred and thirty begot a son in his own likeness. Now it speaks about a son in his own likeness though, so why wasn't that spoke about over his first son Cain? Which I like like I said I do not I d I don't I don't think it was. It said he, he he begot a son in his own likeness after his own image. Now why would that be stated and why would emphasis be put on it? As I heard it Chicago journalist tell me, editor of a newspaper, who who, who, who (coughs) doesn't work for him, she said, we find our answers in reading in between the lines.
4: Well, well, uh, let let me just uh, uh, interject, if I may, Um, because you also spoke something about when the Marciac, when he had said that, uh, forgive them for what they uh, know, not what they do, and he was speaking to the Romans. Well, you mentioned something about transliteration. But the first thing to understand is not a translation. A translation is translating words from one language to another. And a a transliteration
7: is to
0: represent a spell in the character of another
4: alphabet. So when you deal from that
7: perspective,
4: if you don't know, and this is something that Daniela and Red Pill and Blue Pill was talking about earlier, if you don't speak... The ancient tongue in which the scriptures were translated from, such as the Aramaic, such as the Syriac, the Syrac, the Assyrian, and the Hebrew, then you will get lost with a modern English mind reading old English. And trying to interpret it with an understanding. So you, you, you find yourself, you know, stumbling and going through where they put a T here and it means this. And remember, it goes back to the very subject that we're also talking about. The Vatican knows exactly how to implement their plans and their understanding in the scriptures do their translations or transliterations, and that's what you're dealing with, and you have to understand that if you do not know the ancient languages of antiquity in which the Bible is written in, you are going to be a little off in your understanding, and there's no disrespect, but all due respect to um, getting to know the Hebrew and so on and so forth. So when you go to the John... When the Mashiach was saying that Father forgive them for what they know not what they do, remember who was standing before him. It wasn't the Romans anymore standing before him. It was it was his people and his people who gave him up. Okay, so he asked the the Creator to forgive his people because they didn't know what they was going to do. And how do we know that? He says because the sins of their children shall be upon them.
3: So you know, you
4: get a better understanding you learn the language,
3: and you know that's it. Peace, the Deep brother. Thank you. All right, family. We are going to wrap the show up. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Um, I look forward to seeing you brothers this weekend, you know what I'm saying, Uh, at your event. And, um, you know, definitely salute for the work, salute for everything that's being done. Uh, Thank you, Brother Blue Pill, for joining us as well on your travels and uh, have a safe travels. Do you, brothers, have any websites or any information that you want to leave to the family who wants to contact you?
5: Uh, uh,
4: Maccabee TV. Daniel, you get
3: do your thing.
5: Yeah, right. Um, yeah, brothers. <clears throat> Excuse me, brothers and sisters. Uh, you can reach out to us. Uh, we're starting a new channel on uh, YouTube that's going to be called Maccabees TV, and uh, you're going to see a lot of your favorite you know, Hebrew Israelite teachers, a cross section from different camps on that channel. So look out for that. Um, you're gonna see a lot of presentations and videos that you're not gonna be able to see anywhere else. Uh, so we'll definitely be promoting that. If you want to reach out to me personally, you can find me on Facebook. You know, Priest Daniel Allah. A lot of times brothers spell my name wrong, so I'm gonna spell it for y'all. It's D A N Y A A H L A. So it's two A's in the middle. D A N Y A a H L A. You can reach me at Priest Daniela on Facebook or you can visit my website, The Real Jews of dot com. Uh, we're gonna have something for you, brothers, uh, this upcoming Sunday at Nicholas Bookstore, seven o'clock. Come join us. You're gonna get a lot of information. Also April fifth at the National Black Theater. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna be giving a whole bunch of presentations, Nazi Yashuvel. Brother Divine Prospect, I'm not going to call him a young phenom, I'm going to call him a prodigy, man, because everybody, they, give, they gave that name to Polite, so I'm going to call him a prodigy, the prodigy, Divine Prospect, you're going to see Brother Zion Lex, you're going to see Brother Hashar. you're going to see Brother Gabar, and I'm going to be there as well, man, we're just going to be dropping bombs all day long, man, so come out, support us, come with your notepads, your pencils, your pens, your questions, whatever you got, just come out and support us, man, we're going, to, we're going to drop that information for the community, because we love our people at the end of the day. And right.
4: it hey, it's also gonna brother. be like a feast, so y'all can celebrate too. Cause it's gonna be a feast up in there. That's
5: right. It's gonna be entertainment. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna have brothers, you know, rapping. Maybe somebody singing. Whatever. It's gonna be. It's, it's gonna be an enjoyable event.
7: We look forward to it. Dave hey, brother,
3: we look forward to it. Salute. Salute, Jake. We'll brother, and you We time about putting this uh this hit team together. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah, we we're going to talk further about this coalition as well. Okay,
4: that's what's up. Y'all got my number, so just holler, and I'm ready to roll.
3: Indeed. All right, again, shout-out to Nicholas. Yes. Join them on Friday for
7: Brother Joel and, and
3: Sister Monique's baby shower. All right, we salute them. Just send them love and praise into the family out there.
7: Um, real love, quick, red you and know. blue. Yes. yes,
1: indeed. Re- um, real quick, um, could you please give out that information for Black Talk? Because some people want to know where they could, how they could listen to the show called in. They want to get the exact address website to listen in to the show on Black Talk. To this show? Yes, to this show, the ledge.
3: Oh, yes, indeed. the ledge Radio. You can find us on Black Talk. Uh... Forward slash know the less Radio, and we come on Tuesday and Friday from 9 p.m. to midnight. All right, so you can just throw us in Google, Nonetheless Radio, and the archive is there. Um, this show will be the latest episode in the archive. They can, they can subscribe on iTunes and um, a bunch of those other, you know, streaming apps that our programs is available on. All right. Yes, but Google ledge Radio and all of that yeah, Everything will come up on the first page all right. thank,
1: thank you, down. thank all you, right? thank you so much I greatly appreciate it Thank you, Alright, Peace, Daniela, great show So right. people can listen to the archives You know, one of the
7: legendary
1: Interview on Nota ledge And that's why I got the name it It has Thank you, Red Pill Thank you, Blue Pill yeah,
3: peace, Kevin. Uh, peace.
0: peace. Peace. All right. Peace.
1: Peace.